Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Cardi. I'm Summertime Fine. Welcome to Millennial Love. This is episode 24. Yeah. Bro, I cannot believe that we're almost at like 30 episodes. Like this is really insane. (laughs) I really can't take it. You can? I'm tired of y'all. And it's every week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we do be recording every week. Sometimes twice a week, Jesus. Lord. Lord, Especially with us. our schedules, our schedules is like crazy. And that's the, like I think that's the hardest part. Consistency, I don't think. I think we all have the drive to just continue to be consistent. However, with our schedules, is like nigga, real people be flying in, seriously, out. getting off the plane to record, about to fly out. I almost missed my trip to Atlanta that one yeah. time. Y'all remember? <laughs> yeah. And y'all, we be wanting to come out more and like you know be turned with y'all, but we literally don't have the time. Like, if we get out and about, it's very rare. And if you notice, every time we're all together out, it's almost like we lose our minds. Yeah. It's yeah. No, no, we don't know how to act. We don't know how to act because we'll never go nowhere. Listen, I'm anticipating the fall because I'm not booking shit after September. Me I'm either. My like, after my 30th, it's shutting down. Yeah, I, I can't. I'm tired. I'm drained. Literally drained. Seriously. I wish somebody already asked me to go somewhere for November. Mm-mm. I think it's November. Oh, shit. I, See? You I already forgot. Have, yeah, I forgot. I and y'all want to do this every week. <laughs> every week we doing this. I ain't, I ain't got invited, <laughs> so I'm chilling. I may no. go see my boo thing, but other than that, I think I'm sitting it down. Man, you can see that man for Christmas, bro. Chill on it. Hey, <laughs> I need more than that. <laughs> but no, nah, I need to save these study. coins, though. Like it's hard. That's what it really is. I'm trying to like. Oh, I, this like new thing that I found. Um, it's this app, and basically they need to sponsor us. Um, I think it's called Digit or something like that. And oh, pretty really? much, it's like a saving. It automatically saves based on your spending habits. So basically, you put in how much you want to how much you want to save. How at what point you want to save that at? So like for Coachella, uh-huh. I'm saving like two thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and it'll take out incrementally the amount of money per like week mm. until you get to that particular time frame. It's oh, really wow, cool. That's dope. So yeah, it's a really it cool is. little savings tool. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was cool. <laughs> Maybe y'all don't. But anyway, just real quick, y'all, before we get into the episode, make sure you follow us on all social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. And we're at Millennial Love. That's M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L-L-O-V-3 on all social media platforms. And if you want to live tweet us while we're recording or at any time, make sure you add us at Millennial Love and then hashtag ML3 so we can see what y'all talking about and we can respond. Hit us up. Hit us up. Listen, those Zodiac tweets were hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> we had some Leos tweet us like, fuck with a Leo. <laughs> right, right. Don't ask no Or not. Nah. Or not. Nah. <laughs> and I ain't with it. Bye, Leos. At all. Bye. 
We're good <laughs> as friends. <laughs> Nothing more. Only. <laughs> Nothing less. <That's> Only. <laughs> Freaking Leos, bruh. So how was your week? My week was great. I went on vacay with my boo. We had a little rendezvous in Hill Country, Texas. Nice. And it was really romantic and we really like reconnected and just it was very it was like it was just very intimate like the entire time. We went hiking on some old black outdoor shit. We were like, I was dead the whole time, but we made it to the top. And it was like, once we got up there, you like, I felt closer to God. Nice. So I just started like, I prayed and then we talked about our future and like, talked about like some old, just intimate stuff. It was just very like, I don't know. I can't describe the feeling. I just, I feel closer to him. And I feel like this was a trip we needed to make. And we drank a lot of wine, ate a lot of cheese, and gained like six pounds apiece. The wine was amazing, <laughs> I bet. Seriously, that's all we did. We'd be like, you ready to go to this winery? Or because <laughs> it's, it's a German, or it's a German, yeah, a German town. So they have so many like beer gardens. So we're, we love beer. Nice. So we would do beer flights. It was just, we ate a lot of bread, cheese, <laughs> and drank a lot of. All that yeast. All that yeast. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> How was your week, Michelle? It was good. I had a really good time with my family. And um, yeah, just really honestly, y'all, just getting myself together. I've been drinking a lot of water. I have vowed, I don't know why I picked the middle of the summer to do this, but anyways, <laughs> vowed for 30 days to only drink water oh. and oh, wow. Yeah, raw cranberry juice and raw. Um, pineapple juice Ooh. for 30 days so and i did it purposely uh starting on june 23rd so then on july 23rd, 23rd. for the brunch <laughs> i can get lit <laughs> okay drunk as fuck. right but i just been getting myself together so i had a good time with my family and like just been eating right and yeah i just feel really good going into this new week and uh, i have a vacay coming up so i'm excited about that nice well, my week was great. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I um I had a good time in Houston. Just I uh, went to this um I forgot the restaurant. I forgot the name of the restaurant, but it was like a brunch, outdoor brunch patio type shit. It was off the chain. And I also visited the museum, uh the Ron Ron Muick um art exhibit. I was looking at your snaps and it was it looked so really it looked really stuff cool. was so dope. Like the shit looks real. It yeah. looks like real little miniature humans are massive humans whatever it looks really really dope um and i enjoyed it like i mean houston was beautiful i normally have like little weird awkward moments in houston but this weekend, <laughs> this weekend was quite i mean last weekend was quite interesting and it was fun so we turned up and then i was completely exhausted i got back at what monday morning like three o'clock in the morning thank god i didn't have to go to work did you yes oh my god <sighs> yeah but anyways i turned all the way up in houston i enjoyed it so that's a you, good houston. time getting in at one o'clock in the morning my nigga. That means that shit was lit. No, I drove back from Houston. Oh, you got drove? Back to so you got here at five o'clock in the morning? No, I got here at two o'clock in the morning. Left Houston oh, at like okay. nine, ten o'clock. Well, ten on Sunday night. Yeah. Oh, okay. I that drive is like what four it's and a half. I be dead. forgetting it's because. Dead. 
Once yeah. you hit after three, to me, it's too much to make when, like, at night. It's I feel dead. like that's yeah, too oh, no. much. Yeah. But that's a good time, though. Jeez. It was that's, straight. I mean, you know, you, sometimes you just have to push through. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. yeah you no, know. yeah. My homies had to work on Monday, so it was like, man, look, let's just push through. I mean, I slept all day Monday and Tuesday, no, and I barbecued. When did I barbecue? Monday? Tuesday. Yeah, Monday night. No, Monday, Monday night. night. Yeah. You did barbecue Monday, Monday night. Monday night, and that was it. Yeah. Had a little gathering. <laughs> we were supposed to go to the pool. Never made it. This car was late. She I was, was late. Com- it was. She because- said she was coming early. Didn't even text me to let me know she was coming. Okay, she was I was a nigga. My boyfriend got off work late, and I was trying <laughs> to, you know. And then we was here late. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Speaking of being a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas always like. <laughs> That's what I want to ask y'all to get this conversation started. So y'all know Jay-Z album came out. Everybody was hyped. Like, oh, Jay-Z, blah, blah, blah. Where the twins at, yo? Where the twins and, uh, at? No, like, really. Seriously. Where, where are the twins? The twins? No, where Forget are this 444. Where the twins at? Right. The babies must look like Jay-Z. Cause, and Beyonce's <gasps> like, I'm not putting my babies out like that. But um, you know, Blue actually looked really, really pretty when she was first born. And then she went through like a weird, I look kind of like Jay-Z a little bit. And, and then, then now Tina she's... knows Jean snatched. Yeah, now right she's snatched. But she was a little funny looking for a minute. So I'm sure. So... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I ain't sorry. had no kids yet, so I ain't gonna talk about <laughs> kids looking odd or nothing like that because I don't know what's gonna happen. All you gotta but, do is love them hard. Love right. Just love them and hard. And dress them real nice. Dress them nice, baby. And make sure they smell good yep. and get their teeth fixed at, yep. the bare, at the bare minimum. Oh, my <laughs> God. They're gonna be straight. They're gonna be straight. Y'all got it down. Okay, well. <laughs> Everybody was super hype about the song, the story of OJ or whatever. I mean, I think that's the one song that pretty much everybody was really talking about. And um, so I listened to the song because I have Sprint and Sprint and Title did that whole, you know, collaboration. And so I was able to get Title free for six months. Did nice. they? Because yeah. I didn't have Title at first. That's the only thing Sprint brings to the table. But keep the it only thing Sprint brings <laughs> to the table. Keep it that was not a plug for Sprint. <laughs> they still all. trash. <laughs> um, so anyways, I listened to the song, y'all. And I mean, honestly, the thing that stood out to me the most was just him saying nigga. I mean, you can't get past he, what I he was trying to say. Yeah, because I mean, he's just like light nigga, dark nigga, rich nigga, full nigga. I don't know, house nigga, field nigga, still nigga. Like that's all I heard. I just yeah. kept hearing nigga. So I want to know how y'all feel about the word nigga. Like when you hear it, how do you feel? When you say it, how do you feel? And then like the others when they use it, like your boy Bill. Mm, how you say his last name? Mayor? Mars. Bill, Ma- Bill, Bill Mars. Mayor. I don't know who he's talking Ma- about. He's the... Um, the comedian. Yeah. He just said it a, a couple weeks like ago. He said something about... He was like, I wouldn't work in the field because I'd be a house nigga. You didn't hear that? Okay. Well, anyways, no, he just said it. I did not know that. No, yes. a big thing. But anyways, how do y'all feel when they say it? So the reason I want to talk about this is because I do not necessarily like the word nigga. I say it. Don't get me wrong. There are times when I slip up and say nigga. But when I say it, it like really sits with me. Like you just said nigga. Like did you hear yourself? Like are you really using that? And when I hear other people say it, like it really, I really feel it. Like I don't care if a white person says it or a black person says it. I still feel kind of heavy when the word is used 
all the time. And so it's just like my cousin, she says fella. She doesn't use nigga at all. Like she says fella. So she calls everybody a fella. And years ago, I started doing that. Like I replaced nigga with fella. And it fits right in. Like that fella did this. Look at this fella over here. Whatever. Well, yeah, yeah. It, it fits. fits right in. It fits. And I don't know how I got back out of it. Maybe it's like the music that I listen to or like, you know, just being around people and they say it. And so now it's back in my vocabulary. But after listening to Jay Z's song, like I'm really, I'm about to take it back out. But we've reclaimed the word and made it our own and dropped the ER and put an A. And now I can say it however I want to. And you can't if you're not a part of this exclusive black person club. <laughs> like, I feel like it's just it's a privilege to be black. And being a part of the privilege of being black means I can say nigga a million times if I want to. I and I don't feel. I think it's so cute when people say that. But that's how I feel. <laughs> it's, like, it's just cute to me because, like, if you look at, like, derogatory words like chink. Or wetback, or you know, a jap. They may call themselves that. I'm not a part. I'm not a part of that culture, so I cannot speak to whether or not they use the term wetback as like a ah ha ha. This is funny. They absolutely don't because they say nigga too. But well, yeah, but <laughs> um, but I and I do feel some type of way more so when a white person says nigga versus I feel some type of way when non-black people say nigga. But I don't feel as strongly when a person of color says it versus a white person. That probably has no rhyme or reason. It really doesn't. I just, that's just how I feel. I'd be like, Susan, you cannot say it. <laughs> you know, Juan. All right, Juan. Maybe you can say it. I'm not Mainly. feeling you saying it, Juan. But I'm, but you know, I'm like, whatever. So, but I, I definitely feel that way. I feel like it's a privilege to say it. it you know, it's a privilege that I can put water on my hair and it gets curly. That's another one of the privileges of being black. And I feel like that's that's a privilege. So, well, Justin. for me, okay, so recently, I, well, recently as in like maybe the last two or three years, I have loosely um, put nigga back into my vocabulary. Mm -hmm. But however, I can say whenever I was in undergrad, like I was really into like African-American studies. So during that time, I didn't like it. I didn't. I didn't want to say the word. I didn't like hearing the word from other black people. I didn't obviously didn't like hearing the word from you know others. But it kind of made me too sensitive mm -hmm. for when I when I heard the word and I'm like, okay, this word. It was almost as if it was having too much control over me because I would always want to explain why you should not say nigger. <laughs> I would always want to be you know get defensive or whatever. So mm. for me. I had to like mentally um, detach myself and emotionally detach myself from the word. Um, and then like now, I guess just regarding, I guess with me being heavily involved in entertainment and pop culture and like hip hop and R&B and like, you know, the modern millennials nowadays, it's like I've adopted the word back again. Shame on me. Um, however, overall, if I can really choose to rather say it or not say it, I probably wouldn't say it. Um, only because it's just like, you know, I, I mean, I can find other words to replace nigga, but however, like right now I feel that nigga is just so cool to say whenever I react. <laughs> I don't know. Nigga. I mean, nigga, like, you know, but, but overall, bro. But, yeah, bro, you're right. I could do that. But nah. overall, I think back in the day when I was studying a lot, I was, I was, it was really sensitive for me to hear that word because mm -hmm. obviously I'm like, you know, I have what I've been learning 
in my mind at that particular time. So it's just like, you know, you shouldn't say this, but you know, it's just different now. Um, and I'm trying to, I guess what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to like learn not to allow things outside of me and my thoughts and like how I feel control me. Mm -hmm. And that's one of those words that I have to, because if I hear another say that, like, I'm literally liable to beat the fuck out of them. Like, that's what I'm <laughs> capable of doing. No, I'm serious. Like, like if you had a concert or, at, or like a or club? Or just anywhere. Yeah. Like, is I mean, it, even at is work. it when they use the GA or, because I know the ER is going to piss you off. But if you Prime hear example, GA, will that piss you off too? Prime example. My coworker, we were all at a national sales meeting. Mind you, I work with majority whites. It's mm -hmm. only like maybe 2%, 1% of black people within this whole organization. Mm-hmm. 3%. So he experienced one of our colleagues say nigga referring to him and said, oh, Antoine is my nigga, like my homeboy, like saying it like us. And when I first heard it, I immediately got upset. Yeah. I probably opened an email to like, like write <laughs> to HR. Um, and then I'm like, you know what? He didn't have a problem with it. Not saying that I don't have to have a problem with it, but like, it's just, it's, I get too emotionally involved and charged with that word. So it's just like, I just try not to allow it to have that much control over me because I can't, because I know what I'm capable of and what I'm capable of is, well, I will be in jail. Yeah. And I don't need that for my life. So. And in reality, <laughs> to be honest, I don't say it often, like in normal conversation. Like right. if I'm just talking, like I really don't say it like that much. I just feel like if I want to say it, I can say it. I say it. I don't <laughs> text it. Which lets me know that I'm only saying it because of the way we communicate nowadays. Right. If that makes sense. I, like, I, I never text nigga. I text it. And I feel like I, I have a right it. to say it too. Like I can I completely yeah. agree with this statement. Like I feel like I can say it, you can't type of thing. Yeah. I just am choosing after hearing Both. it, like he says it like 40 times in the song. I was like, damn, how many times he gonna say it? Listen. So I'm like, all right, let me back up. Right. I think that was kind of just like a, you know, a, a wake up call for me. Mm -hmm. Like Michelle, you know, you've been saying it a lot yourself anyway. <laughs> so mm -hmm. yeah, I'm gonna just take it out. I didn't really get the song. Shout out to Jay-Z. You know, I appreciate his artistry, but I don't think the message was so groundbreaking. Well, the message is it doesn't matter what it doesn't matter. You're still a nigga. It doesn't right. matter. Right. Black. I mean, you're still black and you're still a nigga. Like at the end of the day, it don't matter how much money you make. It don't matter how poor you are. It don't matter how much status you have. You still the first thing when somebody looks at you, they say he or she is black. Right. That's what the song is about. And I think that's profound, especially now. And the reason why the name of the song is called Story of OJ is yeah, because, because OJ it, his statement yeah. yeah i'm not black i'm oj yeah and so and not just that like oj really forgot he was black and people forgot he was black i'm putting up air quotes because as soon as they thought he killed that white woman which he killed her but we ain't gonna talk about that as soon as they thought he killed that white woman <laughs> you know. it was they were crucifying him because he was big and black but before when he was making all this money and being all this famous person it was oh he's OJ nobody oh he can date white women blah 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 yeah. so you know that's that just goes i think that goes back to the theme that no matter what you're still black at the yeah. end of the day and that's the first thing and the last thing people are going to remember about you you are the black sales associate <laughs> You and are that black day. therapist that work at the firm, and I am the black young lawyer that works at the firm. But if I look at it like that, if I mentally just like look at it that way, then I would be depressed. I would be sad. But it's and, well, that's reality, I, I think though. it's definitely reality. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but 
I don't need a song like that to make me see that reality, if that makes sense. I can Which is why I yeah. wanted to talk about this because I think it's also okay. Like, black people say, you know, I can use it, but you can't. I think it's also safe to say that you don't have to use it. Exactly. Like, my, it's that. cool yeah. if y'all take it out your vocabulary. First, like, you'll still be a cool person. You'll still be black right. if you don't say nigga. And my first, my first question was, okay, so what is that privilege? Like... Right. You, what does that make you feel? I mean, I get what you're saying, but <laughs> no, that's I'm fine. I'm not taking just, offense to yeah, it. That's just no, how I feel. Just like, yeah. I mean, that's not something that I would be proud of, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. However, right. I do frequently say that word, nigga. So if you guys <laughs> hear me say nigga, don't fucking tweet me. Well, and it's not even that I feel. <laughs> clap back it's not even that I feel head. like it's a it it's a privilege in and of itself to say. I just feel like. There is for us like there are certain things that are for us and that to me is wrapped up in that there are certain things that are for white people that we as many times as we try I feel like won't really have access to like that. Correct. And I feel like that's what, and I'm not saying, I don't say nigga all the time. It's not something that I, I do use it, but I don't. I don't use it at work. Most of the situation, the only time I really use it is on the podcast. <laughs> Talking to our black and just, ass. <laughs> and, and, you know, sparingly with, I don't know, with like everybody else. Like, with other not, niggas. Yeah, like I don't, <laughs> I don't just niggas? be like nigga this, nigga that, nigga, nigga, nigga. Like it's not <laughs> like that. But if I feel like I want to say it, you okay. can. Then I have, I can. Let me, let me make one more statement. I hate, hearing an um, illiterate person say nigga. However, a person who speaks eloquently can say nigga. See, Black person. See, that's... And I don't think that's fair. That's, I know it's not fair. Oh, I'm, I'm about to say, honest. that's not... I, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I But I, I somebody, totally get it, though. Like, if I hear somebody, like, that's just from the slums saying nigga, I'll be like, nigga, shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> that's all. If, if Cara says it, then I'll be like, yeah, nigga. <laughs> nigga, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Yo, I'm I dead. used to be... I hated, like, I, I hated that I got that angry in college. But it was because I was so consumed in... Baby, that like was that, that black power coming from your dad. It that, was. Uh, yeah, he was an old black panther. <laughs> yeah. Listen, that priest Pound saved his thumb. life. You said Rest something that's for, uh, like, this, it's for us or whatever. And then you said it's some things that's for white people and we can move on. But the one thing that I know is for <laughs> white people is they corny ass nicknames. <laughs> like, if your name is uh, Will, then your nickname is Bill. Yeah. Wait, what's Charles? Charles Chuck. is Dick. Oh, Charles is Chuck. 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 Which one is Richard? If Richard your name is, is Richard, Dick. it's Dick. Your nicknames are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they they don't make sense. They don't. If all. your name is James, your nickname is Jim. No, nigga, James is only five. <laughs> Look, I just said nigga. Right. James is only five letters. <laughs> Why would you? And Why it's still, still one syllable. It's still one syllable. <laughs> your nicknames are dumb. <laughs> you know what's for us? Edge control. <laughs> Can't nobody claim edge control blood, but black motherfuckers. That's so true because if a white woman put edge control on. <laughs> I can't breathe. Oh my I God. Can't. I, I can't. can't. Dun, dun, dun. I can't. Edge control. No, but for real though, I, that's how I feel. So. Anyway, know. but I do feel you. He does the work. But I think also, and maybe I'm getting too deep into it. No, let's I think go. the reason why he says it a bunch of times, I think that has meaning. Like, 
I think that he's trying to oversaturate the market for people like you to say, like, to to take the sting out of the word somewhat. Like, to when you say and, and like, reiterate. I mean, when it goes to, like, music, they talk about money hoes, bitches, and, and, and niggas, and, niggas and, and killing folks. We've listened to that so many times. Oh, not even that. Black, unarmed black men being killed. We're desensitized because it keeps happening over and over and over and over. Same thing with nigga. He said nigga a million times in a song. And to me, although it resensitized you, for someone else, it may desensitize them. Mm -hmm. But the negative thing about that is it may desensitize it for other races and then make them feel like they can now say it because it's no longer oh, they've been feeling like a they negative term. So had, they have, yeah. So had he mentioned nigga a thousand times and like replace that message to um, desensitize us with look at yourself with dignity and character and respect, then I would be like, okay, hey, that's a new message. Like, let's look at us for what who we really are rather than this term. But it was just like, all right, I mean, we we know that. You still gonna be a nigga. I mean, Kanye West did it whenever he first came out. Even mm-hmm. though you're driving a Benz, you're still a nigga. You're still a nigga in a So, whatever, yeah, Jay-Z. Correct. However, I mean, Family Feud is my shit. I'm still trying to get into the album. I yeah, like me it. Too. I mean, I, I've only heard I've heard the whole thing, but I've only like really, really listened to the one where he is family, family feud. The one he says, "Don't be Eric Benet. I don't want to be Eric Benet." I think no, so. that's Kill Jay Z. Oh, is that one okay? I like that one. I like Family Feud is with Beyonce. She's singing the Clark Sisters in the background. Okay, yeah, I like yeah. the Family Feud, and I also like the uh, story of OJ song too. But those are the only ones I remember the names of, so I have to kind of go back. But I think it's a dope album. I'm not like. Hip hop head, so Me. I can't really like <laughs> so you know. Talk about I can't it. analyze it. Okay, loves. I'm trying to get this skin all the way together, so I've joined Cara in using BioClarity, and I love it. Within just a few short weeks, I already noticed clear skin and reduced blemishes. Unlike other products that take forever to see results, I absolutely love the cool and soothing feeling from the cucumber and oat kernel extracts included in BioClarity. BioClarity doesn't use benzoyl peroxide, which causes dryness and irritation. And this product is truly for all skin types because I can tell it reduces my oiliness and shininess without drying out my skin. And for all my natural loves out there, BioClarity is good for the skin and mother nature. It's 100% vegan, gluten-free, and paraben-free. One of the best parts in using BioClarity is that it's quick and easy with only three steps. First, you cleanse with the foaming facial cleanser, removing dirt and oil. Next, you treat with the cream, attacking bacteria to clear your skin. And lastly, apply the Restore Gel and you're done. So make the move to clear skin. All you have to do is go to bioclarity.com and our listeners will get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That's a $20 savings with 100% money back guarantee. Just enter our code LOV3. That's bioclarity.com entering the code LOV3. Finally, a treatment that actually works. So we're going to switch gears a tad bit. Just well, a, a whole bit. And talk about dating rules because I feel like, you know, we, we have talked about dating and relationships on here. But we haven't talked about, like, what we do on dates, what we don't do, what we think we can and can't do, what's taboo for a woman versus a man versus a young person, et cetera, et cetera. So 
we just wanted to kind of delve deeper into any sort of rules that have been kind of associated with dating by society. And especially with millennials, I think we've broken a lot of those rules and kind of like... Social media took all those rules away. Yeah, a lot of them, <laughs> for the most part. If you follow a person, you feel like you know them. No, There's that's no so true. There's no need for us to have like an open conversation. That's so true. I be feeling like I'm best friends with people from social media. And when I meet them <laughs> in person, like, I be like... <laughs> Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> like, literally, I be feeling like I be besties with folks. <laughs> so, I mean, dating dates back to freaking, you know, Jesus's time. I mean, people, it was not called dating. It was really courting. And you dated to marry someone. There was no... Um, no no choice really there was no there was no hit it and quit it i mean there probably was but <laughs> it, it just wasn't in that particular context i bet you women were like extremely fertile back then heck yeah like, that's why people had multiple i don't know if that's why they have multiple wives but for sure they have multiple wives and they would all be getting pregnant <laughs> well i mean yeah and then you can take it like just to the black family in the early 1900s yeah. or you know not just the black family any family they were having like 15 16 kids seriously back to back to back to back back. they would be like stair step kids so the- <laughs> that was the normal <laughs> it was Chill, so you about to have you and your 15 child come on come on like, 15 children which means that which means they were having babies like 35 to 40. I'm sorry. I, I completely got off Mm-mm. topic. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, no, I, that is a good kind of segue into it because I think that a lot of the reason why, and we're going to get into some do's and don'ts or some what do we do and what do we not do, but I think the reason why dating is so different now is because of the fact that we feel like we have a lot more time to date. Back in like the, you know, long time ago, even up until the 1900s, it was almost like you were supposed to have your kid. You're supposed to start having your kids when you're when you had your period, mm-hmm. which usually is between 10 and, and 14. 10. I mean, I don't know if they were really having sex at 10, but they were no, having. They were se- having I mean, babies. they were having babies early, early. Because think about it. If you got to have 15 kids, you got to pop them holes out by the time you're 25. <laughs> think about it like not only is your your are your eggs shriveling but your vagina is like it's not elastic like it used to be Dang. i mean you know what i'm saying so i think that that so back in the day the reason why courting was so such uh the norm versus actual like casual dating is because they were dating to get married to have kids and yeah. that is no longer not no longer a goal, but it's no longer an immediate goal for mm. most millennials. So how do y'all feel about that? And like, do you feel, I mean, I know we've talked about the pressure to have children, but like, do you feel like there's a, there has been a shift in dating based on that? Or what do you think the shift in dating is based on? I think it's obvious that there's a shift in dating. Um, however, I think the shift in dating, obviously from back then is the fact that we have access to people. So back in the day, whenever you would write love letters to the person because you couldn't see them, like that was like, um, I don't know, like a, a, um, a feeling that you could not get. Yeah. So all you had was that thought all that time with them because you can visually see them. You couldn't necessarily call them all the time. So you like, you focused on that, and then I felt like those moments built feelings or whatever. And nowadays, it's like you have access to people. Like, if I want to see Car, 
I'm gonna just go on a Snapchat. Yeah, you know, right, so right, like, yeah, I'm yeah. satisfying those like curiosities just by viewing you through social media. I can see what your friends are like. Um, I can see who your family, um, who's who's your mom and dad, your family, and I can see like what your lifestyle is pretty much like. So mm-hmm. that that cancels out like a ton true. of time. Yeah, to the point where when I see you, it's like, what's up? Like, I know <laughs> you. Right. It's like I don't yeah. really want to ask all those basic questions because I already know. You know. That's such so, a good point. I mean, I don't know. I think that's the major difference, and I think there is, you know, something to say about I which I can appreciate. Like, it's something to, like, live in that moment. Like, if you have a first, if you go out on a date with a guy or a girl and that, like, they had to live in that that first date moment until they were able to see them again, mm-hmm. which could have been two weeks from then or, you know, a month from that particular time. But it speaks volume because it's like, you know, you can just sit in that moment and really analyze it. Now it's like, let's get it in and let's get out. Like, the date was whack so i'm over it you know what i'm saying so i think overall that was like to me the major changes between then and now that's a good point so i think that there really became a big difference in dating um and it started with like parents because if you look at say like my grandmother that was born in like 1921 um they were courting mm-hmm. to get married mm-hmm. to see if that's you know who god had for them and so they would maybe two or three outings and then they were on their way to the mm-hmm. aisle to get married yeah you know? yeah and then you had the next generation and then the following generation that i think there were so many um people having children out of wedlock and having kids like at really young ages mm-hmm. without that courting stage to get married. Cause mm-hmm. like everybody, all of my grandmother and great grand aunts and you know, whatever, they all got married to whoever impregnated them. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, okay, you're pregnant. We get married. Right. It was like shotgun weddings. If you got met, you know, pregnant before that. Mm-hmm. Um, when it goes to like my mom's generation and generation after that, it was not like that. So a lot of parents put these, rules on us like i know in a lot of my friends household and in my household when we were growing up it was like can't date till you're like 16 or 17 yeah yeah and um then it was all these other rules like you got to be home at this time Mm -hmm. and you know you can only go out like on a friday you can't really talk to him all the time on the phone Mm -hmm. and so when we got on our own it was like i'm gonna do whatever i want to because I had all these rules initially. And so now I'm out here and like, I just want to date everybody. Cause I didn't get to date when I was in high school. <laughs> I'm thugging out here. I'm thugging. <laughs> but if y'all look in, and this is just like, statistically, you can see that our white counterparts get married at a younger age oh, yeah. than us. Oh yeah. The black millennials. Yeah. And their parents were letting them date, date. quote unquote, yeah. at 14, 13, 14 years old. Like they were going out on dates. They knew what it was like for a boy to take them out. They knew what it was like to take a girl out. They knew what it was like to, you know, go on a date and just spend that time with somebody and and just like and fall in love. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We, we weren't were giving allowed. that opportunity. We were not, not giving that all. opportunity. No, because they were too really, scared for us to get yeah, pregnant. They were too scared. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I know for a fact my mom was scared. You know, my mom had my brother when she was 
20 in college. Mm. So she was making sure I wasn't going to mm-hmm. have no baby. You know what I'm saying? When I yeah. was in high school, don't you bring no baby home? Mm-hmm. You know, like it was just, it was just not going to happen. Yeah. So I think that's really where our generation got like, and I'm talking about black millennials, like our dating, um, whatever. Mm tendencies because you know we didn't have that opportunity before so now we just out here doing whatever we want to do and it's, it seems like it's natural like i mean my little first little relationships i was in love and you can tell me i wasn't in love yeah. Correct. you know what i'm saying yeah. so i don't know like you brought an interesting point like the white folks they allow their kids to do a lot I did not really start dating until I got to college. Yeah. Which right. Dating for real, for dating real. Dating for real. Yeah. Like actually going on dates. Yeah. So it's like it's taking me time to figure out what I like, what I don't like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And exactly. uh, compared to them, like some of my white friends who I graduated with, I mean, like they were getting married at 21, 22, like if not earlier than that. So it was just kind of interesting. Like, you're right. They try to keep us, aw- they try to keep that away from us when it's like natural and um, humanistic for us to feel this way. Right. And it's like whenever we get out there, it's like, we go buck wild. We go buck wild. And I think another part of that too, and, and it's kind of, it's kind of piggybacking off of the, the, uh, the fear of people getting pregnant and having babies. I think that, um, and, and, and I think statistics can prove this. I, obviously white people, statistically have more money than black people do right Mm -hmm. so than black families do and so with our parents they were like don't have no kids because you can't afford that and neither can we with white families i don't think that's an issue it's like do what you need to do have your babies because you're gonna be good and i think the financial freedom allows other races and not just white people i think like the asian culture as well Especially when they come to America, it's, they're usually statistically um, more wealthy than mm-hmm. than a lot of the people of color. So it's like that's not an issue for them. Like financial freedom is there. Like you don't have a barrier. So go ahead and do what you need to do. So by the time you get 40, you can get your plastic surgery and you can keep it moving. Like, mm-hmm. so there's, I, I mean, <laughs> you, cause that's what they're going to do because they age like bananas. No offense, <laughs> but I mean, they do. So I and, think, go ahead. I, well, I, I was just going to uh, like add to it. I think another element outside of us, you know, not having the financial ac- access is, um, religion and yeah. how we have to, you know, be within this image of perfection and it's not realistic to who we are or who we truly are. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. So yeah. I think, I mean, uh, I don't want to say fortunately or unfortunately, but I was not raised by like, you know, a strict, you know, religious Christian household. religious household. I mean, we did religious thing. Like we went to church every Sunday, but then, you know, I experienced my family like drinking and chilling on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Did not take away from their relationship with God, but it wasn't as strict. Um, and there was some effects, positive and negative, negative effects, but I can only imagine like how much pressure that is just to like literally, literally be as perfect as you know what the bible uh would like for us to be or what it explains or anything like that so uh, that definitely had to i'm sure yeah. for sure like take um you know just put us in a in a in a situation for decades i'm sure it put us in a box i know i yeah, mean d- you know my my grandmother was extremely strict to the point where i couldn't wear certain things because it would show my body i couldn't 
go certain places because men would look at me. And so I couldn't even put myself in the situation to be looked at, to potentially be touched, to right. potentially get pregnant. <laughs> That's a lot Which of pressure. Is, it's a lot, you know, for, yeah, for a woman. And it's titties. like, you're just, you're not only are you learning your body, you're learning that your body is attractive. You're seeing it change. You're like, okay, I got some titties. Okay. Like my, my waist small. Okay. Like it's, it's unfair for, and, and I, I say unfair loosely because I understand the mindset. But it's true. You can't. But you can't, you can't really be. be. You mm -mm. can't just be a child. Mm -mm. You can't feel childish feelings of like the giddiness of being in love or the giddiness of your first kiss without it being shamed. Almost like it's not, it's unnatural to want to do those things. Or even you provoked that yeah, situation. Because you had on what you, you had on mm -hmm. or you looked a certain way. And so dating to me was always like, smeared because it was it was never it was never seen positively it was always one of those like you know it, it just had a negative connotation and it's really sad because um I have a friend who I went to college with and he's now married to someone and they have a daughter but when they first met they had a relationship based on courting and the religion was a part of them courting mm -hmm. so it's really sad that you know there are people that are so religious that they put these stipulations on dating because I feel like I mean honestly I feel like the word dating and courting can be one in the same if you know you really want to think about mm -hmm. you know in in spiritual aspects. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, so it's really sad when they put all those stipulations because I watched this couple literally fall in love with each other throughout the process of him dating her in their courtship before they got married. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have any like feelings like that, you know, that they were not supposed to be you know, kissing or they were not, he was not supposed to be looking at her and thinking that she was sexy. Like he obviously is going to think that if he's wanting to go yeah. into a marriage with her, I would think that he, he needs to be attracted. He to should her. be attracted. Yeah. To her, right? yeah. And I watched their love story and it, it literally was a love story. And it's like amazing how they were able to go through that and like court each other. And God was um, intertwined in their relationship and now they're married and they have a daughter and it's like you know I'm I'm sure they have and had issues but yeah it was just nice to see the process yeah and that yeah. it can be done and God can be in the Most midst definitely. of it and yes. it not be a negative thing and that's the thing that's the bad part about like and we're going to talk about the black church and millennials and that whole thing in another episode but that's for me one of the reasons that religion turned me off because I felt like it did not allow me to just be a kid, to be a normal 13-year-old or whatever woman who has a shape, who likes boys, to be able to express that, even if I'm not even thinking of, I'm not even, first of all, I was afraid of what sex even felt like then. I didn't even want to see a penis at all. Like, I, it just, it, the pictures of it were scary. I didn't want to see it. <laughs> but I'm 13, you know, or I'm, I'm, a, I'm a young teenager, and I have, you know, I have these feelings, not even sexual, but just like curiosity. And they're, they are shunned. 
because you're supposed to be a Christian little girl and you're not supposed to think about boys. And I'm like, but that's a natural, that's why you have your period because your, your body is preparing itself to mm -hmm. have children. So that means that your body is going to crave some sort of something, yeah. you right. know, even if it doesn't mean you may not want to have sex, you may just want to hug or kiss or something like that. So it just the chemicals are released whenever you're attracted to a person. It's not like just yeah. emotion. Yeah. And so, oh, sorry, y'all. It is storming y'all. Um, but, but yeah, so I, I say all that to say that I think that dating gets a bad rap and has gotten a bad rap from a lot of like uh, from a lot of people of color and I can only speak for black people because I am black but um I, I I would I'm curious to see what other people of colors experiences have been outside of like arranged marriages and stuff like that if, with religion with like religion, religion. Okay. not just even with religion but I think with cultures too because even outside of religion I do think that black families shun pregnancy so much that they kind of like still box you in when you're dating as a kid. Now, religion is a part of that, but not always, I don't think. I think the fear of pregnancy some, sometimes overshadows the religious aspect. That's what it was for me. I mean, honestly, like both of my parents were average, avid church goers and, you know, very much into the church. But the main thing that I felt was like, don't get pregnant. Yeah. Like, that was the whole thing. So that was like, I couldn't go anywhere. Right. Yeah. For those reasons. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing um, because I think that, I just think that how, I think how it is delivered yeah. can like really fuck up a person. But I think the idea of like putting, like letting a, like a young girl know like, hey, do not get pregnant or like, getting pregnant is not the best thing for you right now. I think that, I think it has to be preached. For um, sure. And it almost has to be to, at a level of fear only because I'm not sure in which I'm clearly not a female and I don't know, but I'm not sure how that soft message would be received for, from a 14 year old who is like pretty much in or 15 year old, 16 year old who is in rage. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean it's like yeah, it's, 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 I would want I would like to hear for you parents out there who do have teenagers. Yeah, like how do you incorporate religion, sex, and and still allow them to just be a a, a teenage female or a teenage male? Yeah, like while dating. While dating. Yeah, that's that's a difficult bit because I'm I'm with you, Michelle. My mom was like my my well my grandmother said no dating until I graduate high school, which is so unrealistic. <laughs> oh, See, and so, and you I, clearly rebelled. Clearly, I had hella boyfriends because <laughs> I had two at one time. So, but yeah, I, I, I definitely. And then it's like they just don't know. So then you're sneaking around. Yep. Yeah. And then that that becomes a part of you dating as an adult. Yeah. Like you have these un, not unsafe practices, but like you know, like we don't have the best practices of dating because no. of our childhood. Yeah, we're not honest. We're always trying to hide something. We can't be up front. Right. You know, we don't I know agree. how to get over relationships no. because we're 20, 18 years old and, and someone broke our, our heart, heart broken yep. and we for still the went time. for the first yeah. time. When you should have went through that at 14. Yeah. yeah. And you know so what? at 22, somebody break her heart. <laughs> she like, like, oh, okay, well, fuck bye. it. 
I mean, I'm still young. That's how they be. I'm young. I'm living my life right now. <laughs> and I'm I mean, like, bitch, Susan, I'm broke. Like, girl, <laughs> I'm like, bitch, I'm broke. I'm broke. I ain't got no life. <laughs> no. Nah. It was just, I, and I used to watch The Hills, and we're going to move on, y'all. But I used to watch The Hills, and it, it was just so, to say that we were probably the same age, me watching them, we lived two total different, like we had two total different viewpoints on life. Yeah. at that age yeah. mm-hmm. and i mean this was just outside them having money it was just like whatever like even with friends like they would like cut a bitch off early Peace. for me niggas lo- we loyal with yeah, one fight like, we fight you yeah know? it don't matter like <laughs> and it's it goes to show you how much pressure growing up black is like it's just intense it really out is out the gate you gotta be perfect because you is. can't talk back to your mom and you can't ask her no. why. You can't ask no questions. You can't ask, ask no questions. No questions. God forbid they take you into a toy store and they tell you don't touch nothing. <laughs> why would you do that? Why would you tell a baby that? You know, yeah. It's, it's I mean, a lot but of that's, pressure. think about dating at a young age as going into a toy store and them telling you you cannot touch anything. You are going through all all of these changes in your body. And you go to school every day. Every, and you see boys every, every day. Every day. And people passing notes every, every day. Every day. Listen, and you can't school, partake. In middle school, <laughs> right, no, no. guys are in heat. They have at least five erections during the daytime. Seriously? Is that real? After listen, when I was I remember being in the seventh grade, every day after lunch, pure rock solid <laughs> in that class. No lie. I promise you. I promise you. It's Michelle, it's yes. a real thing. Like it's like in the morning, when you get to school, after lunch. That last class, <laughs> and when you get home, Dang. and at night, it's just constant like hard on. Wow, all oh, dang day. And we're and honestly, and don't let you be like an attractive kid with sauce and swag, bitch. You gonna like, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and I wasn't even super curious about sex in middle school. I was just curious about boys and dating. Like, I just wanted to feel. Yeah, like it wasn't anything sexual for me. But that's the thing when you are growing up in that sort of household it's like you're shunned from anything close to dating i just wanted to get a note and be able to bring it home <laughs> and then be in my room and read it and, and read it <laughs> but if my mama found it it was gonna be a problem so i had to just throw it away yeah. like this is you it were smart like, you were smart because i kept that bit <laughs> i got in trouble for passing a note i'm like mom i didn't even write the note they passed it to me <laughs> see all I did was open it up and I went to the office and now I'm in trouble. I guess you have to know your kid because like for I feel like for y'all two, they couldn't just give y'all, oh, don't do it because of X, Y, Z. Like you had to literally you explain, to explain to me. Explain it and to they don't want to explain. Like because, and they don't want to. And they don't want they to. They feel like they, they don't, don't have to. to. They feel like they don't have to because they're the mama. So why are you asking me questions? Exactly. Yep. But that's the thing. Like I, I think we going to move. Just, yeah, I know. Yeah, we're we, but no, we're, but no, we're talking. <laughs> but, I agree, but I agree though. I feel like that's why parenting has to shift. Like these kids that we're going to have at whatever point we're going to have them, they're not going to take because I said so as an answer. Because what they're going to do is they're going to take their iPad and they're going to Google what you just told them. Correct. And then they're going to come back and say, no, nah, mom, that's not right. that ain't right. And you're going to have to explain yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're like, I feel like we were the beginning of that. Yeah. Like we were the beginning of, um, 
I know you said. I know you. I know you said because I said so. But I used to write my mama letters. Nigga, I wrote my mama letters too and hid it in her uniform. Like, bitch, you gonna read this letter on your own downtime? I used to put it in my mama lunchbox. Y'all, when I used to get in trouble, I used to write contracts and be like, I ain't gonna do this no more. And if I do, I'm gonna have to clean the bathrooms for three weeks. And I used to sign off. I mean, look how clever that is, though. That's you know so what I'm clever. I mean, yeah, now they're typing up full contracts and getting them notarized right. and all. My mama, to this day, she oh felt God. like. You can tell her nothing. She didn't raise her child, right? But I'm like, lady, like, I could have gone south. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I could have literally lost it. I know. Yeah. When it came to dating, I really should have been given more of a blueprint at a younger age. Yeah. yeah. Because now I'm, you like know. Like, what age? What age do you think? I feel like 14 yeah. is a good age to start allowing me to feel those feelings so that I can... Cause, Listen, the likelihood of you staying with somebody from the age of 14 to, you know, wherever is pretty slim. Right. Yeah. So allow me to start. Allow me to know what rejection feels like. Yeah. Allow me to feel, you know, what it's like when, you know, he go off with somebody else or whatever the case may be. Right. So that when I get older, I don't have to figure it out at 28, so 29. You, so I think these conversations need to be had at the age of 10. Ten. Yes. And let me tell you why. I remember my 10-year-old self in elementary, and we were literally humping. And I had a girlfriend. What grade is 10? Third? Fifth. fifth. Is it fifth? Yes, fifth grade. Mm -hmm. Fifth grade, yes. Fourth or fifth. Fourth yep. or fifth, yes. And I needed to begin to have those conversations then. Like, hey, it's natural for you to, like, you know, be attracted to another person. Like, you know, you just need to. And if you want to bring religion in it, then let's talk about honoring our bodies. Like, you need to honor your body, not, hey, don't feel bad because you attracted to a person. You have a heart on. You want to have sex yeah, with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. I think 10 is an appropriate age for you to just begin to, like, do you have a do you have a little girlfriend at school or do you have a little boyfriend at school? You know what I'm saying? Just mm -hmm. like seeing how they feel and seeing like what is because 14. Um, I mean, I had friends who were like, damn, they're having sex at like sixth grade, man. Oh, I, there was a girl that was pregnant in sixth grade in my school. Really? Full blown, full blown pregnant. I would love to speak with a child psychologist about that just to see like if it has anything to do with like any type of abuse at home or is it just. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, yeah. There's, yeah, there's a lot of yeah, factors. Yeah, could, influences, yeah. Yeah. But, I don't know. I feel like 14, when it comes to dating, that is a good time to allow your children yeah. to start dating, quote unquote. You take them to the movies. They can't drive. Where else they going to go? Right. Now, don't leave them in their by themselves. Go, go on and sit in there with them. But... I do think that that the, an introduction to dating should happen before the age of seventeen. Like it's that's Correct. too late because by the an time that happens, dating before seventeen. Yeah, Hell yeah. Because by I the time you seventeen, too late. No, I said there smash. needs to be an introduction. I'm I'm agreeing with okay, both okay, of you okay, that there gotcha. needs to be an introduction to dating before seventeen. Yes, Most. because at the age of seventeen, they're ready to smash. Like there is no more humping. Yeah, you're busting it wide they open. They're smashing. <laughs> they're busting it. Correct. They're I skipped school. What are you talking about? Child, I stole my mama car. Okay? At home. Mama left. Come on over. <laughs> Down. Down. <laughs> or like my grandfather say, 
you're moving around like a bunch of jackrabbits. <laughs> my granddaddy caught me. Oh, my granddaddy in almost caught me. Not in the act, but. Felatio outside in his backyard. And he was like, Yeah, I saw you. And I was like, Yeah, I see you. <laughs> so you tell if you won't. <laughs> Cite something. That's uh, why it needs to be introduced before then. <laughs> oh but that was God. it. Like, he didn't say anything about it. Now, I'm pretty sure, had I been a female, it would have been donezo. Like, oh, everybody would have yeah. knew. Oh, yeah. Everybody would have been having a conversation oh, with me. Oh, yeah. That's another thing the double yeah. standards. Double standards. Oh, Today, yeah. You know, females and guys. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Okay, let's yeah. talk about the double standards and, like, some of the rules that men and women have to abide by when dating. So we already kind of talked about this earlier, Michelle, but and Justin, how do you feel about approaching a guy or a girl first? As a woman, Michelle, how do you have you ever approached a guy? Would you? And how do you feel about it as a woman? I don't think I've ever approached a guy. Why? Because I'm shy. I'm I'm like an intro extrovert so it's not because of uh the stereotype or the standard no okay because if i had the courage to do so i probably would okay but most of the time i'm just like mm, i'm shy as people they're gonna be looking <laughs> at me which really the people are probably not even paying attention, not even paying attention. <laughs> no but yeah but i'm, I'm so worried about everybody else yeah. and not that person virgo so that yeah virgo in you? <laughs> so that's why i haven't but i would Actually, I would like to. That's something that may need to be go on my bucket list. To, yeah, for me to initiate approach a fine guy. Yeah. <laughs> Ask him for his number. Say, <laughs> yeah. hey, I don't think I ever like really approached someone like talking about it. Only because I have extremely awkward moments, and believe it or not, I'm 32 years old, and I don't think I've ever like was like, okay, I'm about to go holler at X Y Z. Really? No, I never. really would take you for a hollerer. No, like, I'm not. What I do is, what I do is, <laughs> nah, <laughs> what I do is, I create moments, right? I create moments. So if I see you at the bar, then I'm going to the bar, right? Oh. And then I'm just like taking over. And which I don't look at that as like, hey Michelle, like let me holler. Yeah. It's like, nah, like what you what you out here for? You having a good time? Right. And it's like you shooting uh, the shit. It natural. And then next thing you know, oh, I'm in that thing. Right. Okay. So it's like it's like that. And I I only it's only like that because I have I'm like a cornball. Like I'm a refined nerd. Okay. Without the grades. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I failed first grade, but I'm a nerd. I failed first grade. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll approach a nigga real... Oh, see? They look at that. Look at it's that. There. I will approach a guy real quick. Like, if I see somebody that I'm like, I'm feeling him and I'm single, I'm going to go... And I may start it with... A situation. What you doing here? How you doing? Are you from here? Okay. <laughs> So what you doing later tonight? <laughs> All right. What you be doing on the weekends? Like, I'm going like, to slide in quick. But and I'm then, also not shy. So right. I just like, like, I approached Ben. We were in college. And I was like, I mean, it was a different environment, yeah. obviously. But when I first met Ben, I met Ben when he first got on campus. And, like, at Mercer, <clears throat> they give you these, like, uh, planners that have they're like have the mercer logo on there and so me and my friend were like they're not gonna use them planners we just gonna go get their planners because we were sophomores <laughs> so we went in there and i saw being i said oh, okay okay with your planner. <laughs> he was like you can have it or whatever so i would see him Aww. around we would go to parties and then one day i pulled up on him because i used to drive to lincoln this lincoln town car <laughs> and i pulled up on him at the student center and i was like hey here's my number put it in your phone what's that plan it. 
No, it wasn't planned. So I saw him. Random. I was like, oh, he, he looking good today. Let me give him my number. <laughs> he did not use it <laughs> for a full like eight months. Did he ask? Did he did he tell you why? He, I think he was dating somebody else at the time, okay. or he just was, you yeah. know, doing whatever he was he doing. He still had that high school relationship. Right. Yeah. No, no. Like he was, it was did. somebody, he was like doing stuff with people on campus. Gotcha. And then I saw him again when I was, I had just got offline, and like literally we were about to probate that night. And I was like walking from the student center. He was across the street. And he was like, Car, is that you, Brian? Seeing you in a minute. And he left the girl he was with to come talk to me. And from then on, it was that was a wrap. You had that new AKA swag, bro. I was, I was dumb skinny. She had is that what it was. Green glow. You had that wrap. Twenty pearls. Right. You was about to probate. Right. Opinion green. Look, he was front row too at the probate. Correct. I'm talking about front row. There are pictures of Ben in the front. Wow, you have to ring those. And pictures. we weren't even together then. We were just like liking each other. Wow. So, okay, yeah. so listen, that's a what a testament to women. That's Go a testament, bro. Shoot your shot. Shoot bro. your shot. No lie. Shoot your shot. And honestly, I feel like a man will be more receptive to a woman approaching him because then, men be they be really afraid of rejection. They are afraid of strong women. Yeah. And they're they're intimidated by us. So and, just go up and shoot your shot. And then not only that, it allows you to have control. Correct. In the beginning, from inception. So like, don't fuck with me. Control. I holler at you. I holler at you. I holler at your ways. And get his number and not give him yours. Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah. So allow allow you you have full control over who texts first. Speaking of texting first, do you <laughs> text first? Yes or no? So because I do not give my number, I have to text first. Mm, okay. Um, I just met this guy like a couple weeks ago, and okay, he gave me his number <laughs> or whatever, and uh, I didn't hit him up for like. I don't know, six, seven days. And he was like, yo, I didn't think you was ever going to hit me up. I was like, I mean, you know, shawty, I was going to hit you up. I got stuff to do. Right. I'm busy. Be busy. Oh, busy. my God. I be busy is the worst. What you been doing? I've been busy, you know. But, yeah, so I have to text first. And I give it a little while because I need to know, like, are you just giving your number out to a whole bunch of people? Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you going to remember who I am? Right. Because if they ask you to send me a pic. Oh, they asked you to send me a pic. That's disrespectful. They don't remember. But yeah. after six or seven days, though, I yeah, might not yeah. remember though. Come I mean, on I wasn't imp- you know impressionable, so then maybe <laughs> oh, we don't need to my talk. God. What if y'all met in the club and it was dark? <laughs> no, <laughs> see, that's not fair. Listen, anybody I meet in the club, I'm definitely asking for a picture. I'm sorry. <laughs> me too. I need a picture. I used to do that. Oh, what's your IG like? Back in Atlanta days, I had to ask niggas for a picture, <laughs> right. niggas. Right. See, had to ask him for a picture with and without the head. How about that? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. How about that? Take them glasses Take off. Them glasses off. What you about you? Um, uh, yes, I do. But I'm like, I text first, and like, I probably may text the next day. Like, I may reach out the next day, or if I'm really feeling you, I'm probably like shooting the shit with you. Like, I'm not trying to like. Ask you where you from, what's your name, and be like, but like just shooting the shit and joking around. So mm-hmm. it doesn't make it seem like I'm trying to like go there instantly. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just like a casual yeah, it's conversation. Just like we're friends. Or like, okay. yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I don't mind, I don't mind texting first. Cause if I want something, I'm gonna get it. Like, that's just how I look at it. It's like, why waste time? And right. I'm the same way. I'm a flirt. Yeah, so I'm definitely I'm a, a flirt. flirt. Yeah. I'm yeah. a flirt my life away, okay? Mm-hmm. Via text. I'm a flirt. Y'all remember that song? 
I'm a flare. Yeah, I'm a flare. That's R. Kelly, ain't it? He's trash. Oh. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm a flirt, so I'm gonna. I will text first if I'm really feeling you. And going to the next one, I will reveal that I like you if I like you. Like I'm not gonna like play no games. Like make you wonder whether or not I'm feeling you. Like, I'm just going to come out and say, like, I really enjoy hanging out with you. I really enjoy talking to you. I think we should spend a lot more time together. I really? have no qualms about being very, very open. I mean, you know I'm vulnerable as crap. I'll just be telling all. <laughs> I mean, but that's how I do because I, I put everything out on the table so you could take it as you will. If you don't want to be a part of it, cool. If you do, cool. Maybe that opens me up to people playing me, probably. But no, I just, I, I, think, I think that's I think, honest. I think it's very honest. I just think it, you have to look at the in, the way we interact with each other, mm -hmm. like millennials nowadays, and the way we communicate with each other. So first off, you know, we literally have a saying like, "Don't get in your feelings." You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So like a move like that to me would be quite like, okay, yeah, like it's moving too fast, like too quick, right? Mm -hmm. So. You may say that. I don't think it's going to, like, really hinder anything if, like, the nigga really, really want to be with you. However, it's just, like, how can... How would this person receive you saying something like that? Yeah, and it you know definitely depends on vibes. Like, right. I don't, like, first night be like, oh, my God, I really no, like no, him. No, 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 But, but like, no, even the way you communicate, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you yeah. may not even really... Yeah. Receive that well. So it may not even be necessary for you to even like mention it, if that makes sense. And usually when I mention it, the guy says like yeah, me, me too. too. Like yeah. I'm really feeling you too. So it's 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 always kind of like a reciprocal vibe. Like I I just I base a lot of things on vibes. Yeah. Which we'll get to it later too. But I <laughs> I base things on vibes. So how about you? I'm I think I'm kinda like what Justin was saying, like I don't know how they're gonna respond. Mm -hmm. I could feel it, but I'm not gonna say it until they say it. Mm. And it's like I know you like me if you texting right back, right? You know what I'm saying? Like we texting all night. I know you fucking with it. Like you know I know, like, but you I'm know. not gonna say okay. it until <laughs> you say it to me. What about talking on the phone? Like how y'all feel about talking on the phone with somebody that you just met or you know you're getting to know? Would you rather text? Would you rather Facetime or would you rather talk on the phone? Text all we, day. We absolutely have to talk. Really. Don't text my phone all day. Don't hate what you doing me to death. <laughs> <laughs> they love to hit you with the WYD. They love it. So I don't hate what you doing. I pick up from the last conversation. I just don't necessarily care to talk. So you don't like talking on the phone? No. My phone is always on silent. Always. I hate hearing my phone ring. The only person I really, really talk to every day is my mom is because she called like at 7 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know? But other than that, like I feel like the communication can continue and it's just interesting how people just like you can tell when like a conversation has ended and when they want to continue the conversation because then like they'll just continue to talk yeah um so i'm perfectly okay with it i probably wouldn't care if a person really wanted to communicate and talk over the phone and i didn't um only because it's like you know it's just time consuming for me <laughs> You're so petty. But, <laughs> I don't have the time. <laughs> no, I, and it's just like, you know, we, we don't communicate like that anymore. Like, I don't but think we, we See, do. I disagree with you. I'm with Michelle because I feel like somebody text and, and social media DM game might be strong. But well, you get them if in. We DM it, if we DM it, I'm not even taking you serious at all. Well, okay. Maybe not DM game. But, but they're ta if they, somebody yeah. text game might be super strong. But that combo game. First of all, they probably got a list. <laughs> <laughs> Not a list. They probably got a list. I think lists are actually cute. 
actually, I actually dated somebody with a lisp. It actually wasn't that bad. But, and it was only on certain Especially words. when they say true. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the word when people say success. And I success. feel like I feel success. like when you have a lisp, you have to say success. success. And I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but, but anyway, I think somebody's text game can be on fleek and their and their actual conversation game is trash. And I'm a conversationalist at the core. And so if we can't have a conversation that's outside of what you wearing to the club tonight and you look good last night, I'm dead on you. Okay, so I hate when the text is the text convo is amazing, and when you get, whenever you meet them in person, they're dead. Yeah, so that's I what I'm saying. Like that. That's what I'm saying. That's that phone buffer. Yeah, okay. the buffer over okay. the phone. Because I probably don't even want to go on a date with you if it's just gonna be me and you. If we talked on the phone and it was trash, because that means. We're going to be sitting there looking at each other. Or I'm going to be doing all the talking. Because I can talk. <laughs> right. But people have awkward moments over the phone. And I'm one of them. So please don't judge me on my phone combo. Because you're missing out on a whole lot. Let me I'm tell you something. You know. Justin will get off the phone with you real quick. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I do. Justin can say bye. I have listened to you on conversations. And like you say bye like three times before y'all actually hang up. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk to you later. Right, bye. I got to do that. I'd be like, you're not finna try to get out the phone with me. <laughs> Don't be trying to all right then me, cause oh, I ain't ready so, to get out so the phone. That's so horrible. Like, what if my friends really want to talk to me? And I'm they like, do be ready to talk to you. That's wrong. Stop all right then them your friends. I just don't like. I don't know. It's like talking is just kind of weird to me. But you asked about Facetime too, and let me tell you something. Don't Facetime me. Why? <laughs> I like Facetime. I like Facetime. I like Facetime, but don't Facetime me unless you are. And these are the reason I'm gonna say their names is because they have iPhones. Unless you are my best friend David or my best friend Erica, <laughs> don't Facetime me because I don't know what I'm gonna be doing at the time in which you are Facetiming me, and I might not want you to see me right now. So you need to tell me. You need to ask me. Hey, do you want to Facetime? And I can be like, Nah, uh, I'm about to do X, Y, and Z. Or yeah, come on, let's go. Listen, don't I'm just gonna... ring because I'm gonna just look at it ring. <laughs> Especially if I just gave you my number, and we just started talking. Don't Facetime. I hate when people don't do the that. first the first communication is a face. Time. No, Somebody that. did that to my sister. We were in New York. We met a dude on the corner. That did I tell y'all about his pickup line? No. We met him on the corner. We were like, "Hey, how you doing, sir? Can you take a picture of me and my sister?" He was like, "Oh," and we was trying to give him our phone. He was like, "No, no. Let me take it with my phone and I will send it to you." <laughs> he was about eighty years old. Huh? No, he was young. See, <laughs> and then he immediately Facetime my sister like five times back to back. She had to block him. Are I'm like, who Facetimes like that? Yes. Listen, my. My FaceTime call list is about four people, maybe. <laughs> I'm telling you, them the only two. And I FaceTime them all the time. I know they probably be like, bitch, why you just didn't call me? <laughs> but it's because I want to FaceTime. But I don't want to FaceTime nobody else unless I know that it's coming. Yeah. I FaceTime my mama, my sister, and Ben. That's the three. Like, if most of my calls to my sister are FaceTime, it don't matter where we at. She called me at work. She want to FaceTime. I'm like, court. Right. <laughs> Everybody can hear you. Like, I don't have headphones on every time. My mama want to holler out when I'm in Walmart. Like, but yeah, I feel you on that. FaceTiming is awkward unless we've already like 
gone on several dates right. and like it's something that we've talked about but just like a rant like the first time you reach out is a FaceTime that's yes, it this, you just yeah. too happy we both got iPhones right chill you know FaceTime is for like personal shit we it's personal so right intimate. Right. It's intimate FaceTime Correct. is intimate yeah. it really cause it be real close to your face right and like <laughs> a, seeing it, all your, and all like your the down angle and that's yeah. like the worst one cause you cause you have to go here you right have go. <laughs> you have to tell the iPhone above your head right. because you gotta Look here. <laughs> Speaking of iPhone, I'm over Android. If you got an Android, don't text me. But if your texts are green, do not text me. They be coming if, in. Four texts. Four texts, yeah. One or four. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they be out of order, I be like, <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> you already texting typos right. and shit. I'm trying to piece this bitch together. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's iPhone totally would caught them tip, typo oh my Look, God. We have, we have one friend who has an Android and like, Car is so mean. Car is so mean. I don't be adding him to group text. I just said, I text him separately. I'd yeah. be like, just just pass it along. Cause I don't she was want like, it. I didn't add him because he don't have an iPhone, y'all. <laughs> Tell no, him about the group event. Group text iPhone are so fun. It yeah, is. Because you can change the name. Yeah. You, you can write shit. You can doodle. Yeah. Nope. Not with that. You can send Android. PDF files. I don't know. Oh, yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah. I think I've sent you some. Yeah. Yeah. So how do y'all feel about I just have a question to throw in there. How do y'all feel? about like first date are y'all picking up or letting them pick you up or like we mean what? yeah we mean yeah first okay. date we mean yeah. and honestly first date i'm doing something casual like lunch or coffee because i really don't I know that. you really yes no i feel I like think- i feel like it's the prequel because one thing is usually in men are supposed to pay for the first date right if you don't even know if you really like me for real I don't want you to spend hella money on me because we could leave. We could both leave the situation not owing nobody nothing. Because you know how men like to do. You owe me. You, I pay for your dinner. No. Yeah. Meet me for coffee. I'll pay for my own three dollars Starbucks, and we can if we can actually have an in person combo. Then I'm like, okay, let's go to dinner. But I'm still meeting you there because I, I don't think, know you. I yeah, think it's I'm a definitely. Lot to ask for guys. What coffee is a lot to ask? I think it's a lot to ask. Being like, okay, so if I met you on Saturday night. I'm not going to have like coffee or lunch with you on Tuesday. Like I need to text you like just to get like how you communicate, like well, little stuff yeah. like that. So at, <laughs> by this time, and this is why I say coffee and lunch is dead. Like by this time, whenever I want to hang out with you, I want to like go out on a dinner and I want to go have drinks. So going like. to have drinks. Okay. Going to a full blown dinner after the first meeting, I feel like or, as the first meeting, I feel like is a lot. It is a lot. In 2017. It is a lot. Because. Um, but the- I think coffee is awkward. It's like, you know, we're in a coffee shop. This is not what black folks do. <laughs> oh my God. See, I we used to do that. What? We yeah, I mean, I'm dead on the coffee too because I we just don't, don't have drink to do coffee. It's just like but so I'm, formal. I'm, I'm feeling what you're saying. Like, I, we can do a, a lunch. Get you on a lunch menu. A Saturday lunch is cool. Yeah. A weekend Um, lunch is cool. Brunch is cool. Brunch is cool. Yeah, brunch is cool. But brunch might not be cool because I drink a lot of mimosas. (laughs) With my friends. Yeah, brunch is best (laughs) with your friends. Boozy. I might get a little slushed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, last thing. Having to do with sex. Do you agree with the 90-day rule? Do you adhere to the 90-day rule? How do you feel about having sex with somebody after the first or second date? And also, how do you feel about one night stands? That's a loaded ball of a question. Okay, I'll be quick because we've been recording. I'm dead on 90 days. What's 90 days? 
You I wait three months. I know, months. I know. Oh. But I'm just saying, like, what is it? You don't like <laughs> that that what 80, 89th day, you just gonna like <laughs> everything's gonna align. <laughs> so I'm dead on it. Let Steve Harvey tell it, yes. Jeez. Oh, anyway. That's that's a whole conversation within <laughs> itself. Right. Sex on the first date. If we fucking on the first date, more, more like more than likely, I'm probably not gonna take you serious. At all. That's just me. We can still be cool. Like, you know, we can still, like, when I see you, I see you as great. It's like, you know, we going to, you know, it's cool. But, like, taking it to that next level. Um, and that's only because of, like, how my mind works whenever I first meet a person. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, you know, if I know that it's, it's, it's easy access, you know, and this is probably just me being me, um, then I'm... I've done. I got all of it. You know, it's like what else is there to unless you got a you know a coin. Um, <laughs> but I've heard men say that before. You know, but I, and that's just me. I don't. I don't. I don't look at you different. I mean, you would have to. I'll, I'll say this much. After that, that first night sex, you would have to come extremely hard. This is my that. issue. You know with what that. I'm saying? Like, this it, is my issue with that. You provoke me to have sex. Nobody provoke anything. This chemistry that's flowing. You're attracted to me. I'm attracted to you. And we feel in this but thing. But you ask me to have no. sex who, usually. Who, okay. Do do men really be like, can I fuck you first? They don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like. They're not. It they're not vocalizing that. But if you're rubbing on my booty and then. Like that, or asking me the date is over, and you ask me, "Well, what you about to do now?" That means I want some booty. Does it not? Absolutely means that for me <laughs> in that first date, in that first night having sex. All I'm saying is, like, I'm not going to take you as serious as I would take you had that not have happened. And I'm saying that's unfair. It's not fair. Okay. But life is not fair. And <laughs> Jay-Z has a lot of money and I know. You know, like, it's just, it is what okay. it is. Okay. So I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, after that first night, like, you would have to, like, come extremely hard and, like, and and I would have to come hard too if the if the chemistry is there. I'm not gonna say that is a dun, is dunzo, but it's just not like how it would be if we didn't. Okay, that's all. So I'm trying to remember everything. Ninety days. Ninety days. Sex on the first sex night. Sex on the first night. And kiss on the first night. Oh yeah, kiss on the first night. And then what was the other one? I don't know. So okay, ninety days. I feel like that's stupid. Like it's just for me. It's like whatever I feel. Um, <laughs> right. I've gone nine months. I've gone a year and a half. Uh, I've gone six days. Like it's just whatever <laughs> I want to do is what I'm gonna do. And like on the first night, it's not gonna happen. See, I haven't. Yes, I have. I have had sex on the first night. And did I it flourish to y'all? Not unintentionally, it flourished into more, but not anything like boyfriend. Mm -hmm. It flourished into like we're still dating post sex on the first night, but it wasn't, it never blossomed into anything. But I don't necessarily think it didn't blossom because of that. Yeah. I think it was other factors. Like I was living in DC at the time, I was about to move to go to college. It was like kind of like this, like, interim period in my life so i was right. i mean i was 19 yeah i'm super young so or 18 <clears throat> so dang i forgot about that <laughs> i really okay. yeah, i did <laughs> and afterwards i felt like a hoe like i immediately was like 
why did I just do like literally to him I was like this is not gonna go anywhere is it he was like no it's never gonna you know it's it's not like that I don't think about you like that I'm like bro you don't even know me like you don't know me at all (laughs) I mean we ended up hanging out a lot more and honestly like he's actually a great I mean I don't know him but I mean he's seemingly you know got it together based on (laughs) based on social media so I'll say this much if you have sex on the first night like you gotta play the, the you have to play the role like, yeah, you know, don't come tell What's me like, role? like don't come tell me. Oh my gosh, you shouldn't have done this. Like, oh okay, because that's like putting it all on me. And I'm like, we did this, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, or, you, you know, know yeah. it's it's just I don't know. It's just like if you're gonna go with it, then you need to go with it, and you need to like be in that moment. And if you want to, like, if you want more, then I think everything else outside of that, you just need to be like, let's do this. Let's do that. Like, let's link up. Or if it's not going to work out, you can either fade away, which I'm not a fan of fadeaways, but the fadeaway is real. Yeah. Or you can just be like, you know, it's not working out. It was great. Like amazing. It was wonderful. So did you ask about one night stands? Yes. Okay. So I've never had a one night stand, but I was supposed to. Twice. <laughs> you planned Please the one night not I didn't right. plan it. So like uh, the first guy, um, we were like, he was fine as hell. And I mean, it was like, okay, I'm about to do this. And <laughs> the issue was I had, it was one weekend I was living in Atlanta and I had like four people staying with me in my house. Like they came in town to visit me. And so he was like, well, who's at your house? And I told him, and he was like, I mean, what? Like, it's too many people people there. And so I was like, okay, well, he was in town. Like, he was just, you know, like, there for the weekend. But he had a hotel with two other people. So he was like, I mean... (laughs) and i was like i mean i don't know but we exchanged numbers so we ended up like talking for like six months i mean we did end up having sex but i'm just saying like yeah it wasn't a one night stand yeah it was was gonna go down and then the second time i just got like stupid drunk so it was like out (laughs) he was like you coming back to the house i was like yeah and then i don't know it was like six glasses of hennessy later and it was like (laughs) bro i'm I'm going out of there (laughs) out of there yeah Freaking one night stands. I haven't had an actual one night stand. I think a one night stand is when you meet somebody and you have sex with them the same night. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've definitely. ever had that. Um, but I have friends and family that have done it and I love living off of people's stories. Yeah, I, I have <laughs> friends that told me about it, but I mean, I think that the reason why it did happen for me, because I would feel like emotionally like, what? You would be like, I can't believe we just did this. Yeah, I can't like. It's not going to work. That would have been one of those situations. Like, I wouldn't have played the role. Like, what What did I just do? Like, what just happened? Yeah, it wouldn't have been right. Oh, my God. Yeah, you have to be sexually mature for one night stands. For yeah. sure, I can agree with that, and 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 somewhat att- detached, detached. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Or mature, <laughs> just mature. You don't have to be detached. You don't have you to be don't detached. You have to be detached, or else you're gonna be like going crazy trying to find them. Speaking of trying to find them. To find them. Yes, Justin. The perfect segue. Perfect segue. Good job. All right. So our millennial moment. Was that all the questions you had? Yeah. Because this is the perfect time. Yeah. This is perfect. All right. So our millennial moment. (laughs) (laughs) Comes from a young lady named Sarah. Right. 
She says, hi, millennial crew, millennial love crew. I'm a 24-year-old woman living in Atlanta, and I had the wildest experience with a guy while visiting Charlotte. I met this guy at like 4 a.m. on a Saturday morning after leaving the club. Long story short, we chatted, we smoked, and as y'all say, I slipped and fell on the D. (laughs) (laughs) So you know it's going to be drama. Yo, and she put yo in capitalization. She was like, yo, it was the best sex I ever had, right? (laughs) So she was like, this was my first one night stand, and unfortunately, I did not get his phone number. All I know is his first name. Mm. He has a (laughs) seven-year-old son. This nigga lives in LA and he's in the entertainment business. Oh, that, baby girl. That is what every black male right. you know, besides a blue collar worker. Um, what should I do and how do I go about finding him? Damn, I feel sorry for her. She said the best sex she ever had, and she's 24 years old. And you know what, though? She was high, too. So you have to take that into consideration because high sex. Okay, she was a little influenced. She was influenced, and high sex is heightened. So it probably was mediocre, and she was just high. Let's just put that <laughs> It really, there. really felt good because she was high. <laughs> But I mean, Shawty, you gonna have to you gonna have to get get into your inspector gadget, honey, and just like become a sleuth and just search Facebook like no other and look at them little pictures. So this is what I would do, and this is a little creepy, creepy, creepy. I would like you know how you can like you know how when some people take Instagram selfies, they like check into a spot, like oh, yeah. go back to that hotel and look at like the tag, like maybe he took a picture. That's a good, no, that's a good idea. Or go to, like, the nearest restaurant. Like, maybe he took a picture there. Like, if he's that type of nigga to, like, you know, if he's, I don't know, like, what type of nigga is, I don't know. But, like, if he's that person, <laughs> I would look at, like, the the pictures that were taken while, you know, at that whole particular hotel. Right. That's a good, that's a good Um, Outside of that, if you ain't got, like, no, no nothing, I, I you just gonna have to see him when you see him. So this is why I just said <laughs> you had to be detached because you can find him. But let me tell you, I would be looking at you a little crazy if you <laughs> found me. You see, I and all I you. gave you was my first name and that I had a child and I lived in L.A. When you found me, I would just kind of be like, see, this is why I can't get <laughs> the D because you just can't put it on people like that. But if they were high, which means that they were a little under the influence and they probably forgot to like, you know, they probably, you know, they probably it was that amazing to the point where like she just really forgot that she did not get this man number. And he probably feeling the exact same way. But she said he was in the music industry in L.A. And let me tell you something. <laughs> A nigga in the music industry in L.A.? He's nine times out of ten a fuckboy. He is a fuckboy. He <laughs> out here. The 10th degree. He out here smashing yeah. <laughs> all the time. So he don't want nobody finding him from the trip <laughs> in Charlotte. Like, hey. you you got to detach that. Let that go. That's check, done deal, shawty. Is it called a geotag or a check-in? Check that check-in. His ass probably up on now. Check the check-in. That's a good. His homeboy is probably on that. now. Also, I'm telling you, let that go, Shotty. Because he like might got stunt. a wife. You run into all types of stuff. This man you done met. I think she should just, nothing wrong with trying. It I, ain't, but I'm just saying, if you find him and he look at you a little sideways <laughs> <laughs> or don't answer the DM when you send it to him, just be like, all right. Bitch, I was sending that DM. Was out. 
I would Shoot call the, the hotel. <laughs> I would call the hotel and I would act like his assistant. Hi, my name is Susan. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you. Um, my boss um, was at your hotel mm-hmm. last weekend, and I really honestly forgot his check-in information. I have his first name. I also have his last name. Say something weird, because they'd be like, oh, but I have a first name. I have a Roman. And I'd be like, yeah, it is Roman Lewis. <laughs> Get nah, the info. That's not gonna work. I feel like it would work. I feel like no, it would you work. Have to say, Y'all don't listen, feel like that's a little crazy. It isn't. It is and it's not because it can be like you, we just forgot to exchange numbers. That has definitely happened to me. Like vibing in a club with somebody, and you just really forgot to get their number. Yeah, that's a block. <laughs> that's blocked for a reason. You're right. God blocked it. He let, didn't let that it be go. So. Shot it. I'm telling you. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> let that go. please write us in and let us know your findings seriously <laughs> seriously and while look and while you waiting go look up some stalking books on audible because i'm sure <laughs> that they have them and you could get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial i can't <laughs> From us to you, if you go to www.audibletrial.com backslash millennial love. Y'all, it's free for a month, and you get a free book. And let me tell you something. If you find that man, you need to go work for the FBI and help them find a solid secure. Because if you find him and they ain't find a solid in how many years, baby... They need you on the team. You better oh check. You better God. check that check in. That check in is is a beast, y'all. I'm telling check y'all. The check in. Next time y'all at wait, what was the spot that we go to all the time? Next time y'all at like socials or any brunch place, just look at them check in pictures. I'm gonna have tell to. You I ain't never even thought about doing. And that I before. accidentally randomly like noticed that like you can pull up all the pictures that everyone has checked in at that location. Mm. So, I've been yeah. found the wrong person. <laughs> right. Oh my god! You'll be texting somebody, they'll be like, "Uh, don't ever hit me again." <laughs> I don't know who you are. Moral of the story is: go be crazy, girl, and, and follow that yeah, D. But if you don't it. find the D, then just chunk it up. Take your L, boo boo. Y'all gonna like, meet again? I believe that they're gonna meet again. Take your L like Rob Kardashian did today. Nigga. Take oh. your L. I'm going to end the episode with this tweet from Robert Kardashian. (laughs) (laughs) My mom keeps telling me to stop, but she was married to a dude named Caitlyn, so I'm definitely not listening to her. (laughs) 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 And we're out. Bye. Bye. Bye.